everything trying to kill you the podcast that dissects and digests your horror movie faves gross mm-hmm. i thought you guys would like that mm-hmm. i'm mary i'm mary Kay. i'm rachel and today um for those of you guys at home we are still recording during our um countrywide siesta during our long winter's nap except full of death and decay that is uh stay at home orders it's Uh, april 14th that's how advanced that's how advanced our shit is on this podcast (laughs) so you want to if you guys want to uh i think i'll take to twitter by the time this comes out, this will be you know way back when for you guys. But I think I'll take to Twitter and Instagram and post something my sister sent me about what the process has been like so far. Um, uh, I think we'll all surprise the other two with it. Shh, don't tell them. They don't know what it's going to be, but they're going to think it's funny. Shh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so if we're a little weird today, just beg your patience because whatever. We you start were weird crazy. On, you were weird on April 14th, too. You um, just don't remember. Because that's what happens when you have a trauma, is that you repress it. Yes! So, um, speaking of trauma, uh, today we're going to be talking about a movie that, uh, you know, well, we've already watched it, is very much of its time. It was a yes. triumph of viral marketing, for those of you who uh, either weren't real internet savvy at the time, um, or weren't old enough to be internet savvy at the time. We will discuss that a little. Uh, Cloverfield, 2008's Cloverfield. Hey. Yeah. J.J. Abrams joint. Um, yes, but also it was written by Drew Goddard. So don't think you're going to slide that one past us, Mary. <laughs> we have such a boner for him. <laughs> Apparently. This is, this is like several, in relatively quick succession, several movies. Yeah. Disgusting. I mean, it's With okay. The... He's a good one, so... Yeah, I enjoy discussing his stuff. I didn't know that it was him until the credits rolled. And I was like, oh, of course. Like, it's, it's, too, definitely... it's so tight that it makes total sense. Yes. It does hinge on a kind of a central issue that makes it a little bit harder to swallow than even Cabin in the Woods, which was about, you know, madmen blood sacrifice to the mm-hmm. Titans. Um, but we're going to get there in just a minute. Firstly, before we dive all the way in. It is April 14th for us, but for you, it is, hold on, hold on, hold, <laughs> hold on, hold, hold, it's May 22nd, and do you know what that means? I know Mary what it Kay. means. Mary Kay, tell us what it means. It means that my book came out three days ago. And did you buy it, you sons of bitches? Because if you didn't, you're dead to me. And by that, I mean, go buy that shit, damn. You can even have an excuse to slide in the DMs if you want, because I'll sell that shit to you hand-to-hand. You can also buy it on Amazon if they're back up and actually giving you the shit that you order. Um, You can get it on IndieBound, which is a little bit more uh, better. Let me just say it. This is better. Um, Or any independent bookstore near you, if you tell them that you want it, they'll be like, okay, and they'll get it for you and get it to you. it's called America's First Female Serial Killer, The Making of a Monster. Uh, it's about Jane Toppin. And um, hopefully this pandemic is over by the time you're listening to this. But if not, if you want to be scared and you want to be scared of your nurse, this is the book for you. So, yeah, I hope you like it. And we'll link to how to buy it in the show notes. 
Way to support our first responders, Mary Kay. Just kidding. I've already told my best friend Emily, who lives next door, that she needs to come over here in her full hazmat garb and hold my book. Mm. Just so. I was like, actually, if you can wear just the mask and we can thirst trap it, that would be great. (laughs) (laughs) And just hold it up, like, just squeeze the boobies together. Yeah. You don't understand. She's so hot. She might be one of the hottest people I've ever seen in real life. She's so beautiful. Wow. Thanks a lot. I'm just kidding. You didn't make any. I mean, you guys are up there. there too. I was trying Duh. to trap you. You think I'd be your me. friend if I didn't think you were attractive? No. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Real, Y'all have known me long enough. <laughs> is coming out. Well, okay. Speaking you want to just of... let him die, Andy, you scumbag? <laughs> so, speaking of hotness. Um, yes. One thing I appreciate about Cloverfield is that while the women are dressed horribly inappropriately for the circumstances... It makes sense, because mm-hmm. when tragedy strikes, they're at a dressy party. Yeah. Unfortunately, that means they spend an hour and a half running through down in Midtown in high heels. Right. And all I could think about was, like, obviously you can't safely take the shoes off. Like, it's right. not a propriety thing. There's debris, glass. Yeah. Like it's, I was it's thinking safe. that shit, too. Poor Lily with those beautiful high heels. But when gold peep toe bullshit, (laughs) gorgeous. Um, But when Rob is like searching for a phone charger, I was like, excuse me. I know exactly what part of town you're in, my friend. And no, 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 no. Just duck into the nearest shoe store and get these poor women any sneaker, any anything that isn't what they're wearing. God, yeah. Hell, just yeah. get them a different high heel. Get them a nice one with a platform on it so that they got a little... Well, the heel isn't as steep. They got some stability. I, the, so right. I Marlena think did have those. She's wearing, she's wearing like wedge-style boots. boots. Mm-hmm. Which is so a little more better. practical. But yeah. still, a little bit, it's but, shitty. But yeah. 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 I'm sure adrenaline is really what's kind of getting them through this. But um, so Oh, I have run in heels before. It's just not oh, ideal. Right. So that led me to the question, um, what clothing item besides heels would you most hate to be stuck wearing in the apocalypse? Mary Kay thrust her hand into the air like a beautiful Lebanese Hermione Granger. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, The sexy bra that offers no support. Mm. Mm. Because then you Mm. just have to be running from an alien holding your boobs in place. Yeah. Yeah. The number of women who run up and down stairs in movies without clutching at their chests just boggles. You my know mind. that they looked at the director like this and they were like, You got one shot. You got one. Make it work. Make it enough. Because that shit hurts. Like the next day it hurts. That was the weirdest thing, you know, one day after I had my surgery, I had to run for the bus. I was like, oh, I'm not missing this motherfucker. And uh, it, was, it was, I was allowed to run at this point, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like I was healed. But I was wearing, I wasn't wearing a sports bra, but my normal bras are still, I, they're still huge. Like I still have very supportive bras on. Mm-hmm. But I ran and I didn't think about it and it wasn't a big deal. Like, it's not like it felt awesome. It's not like I got to the bus and was like, I would love to do that for another two I'm miles. I'm going to do 60 more jumping jacks. No, but it was just like, <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't. No, you're not because jumping jacks are fucking hard. No. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't like the bra had come off of me. It wasn't like I wasn't aching and I hadn't had the impulse to even grab my chest because I was trying to hold my purse with one hand 
And I was using the other hand for leverage to run faster, which is what you're supposed to do when you run. It's like, use your arms. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that is the trippiest fucking feeling. Because before, even in a sports bra sometimes, like, I, it just didn't do enough. But that's back when if I put my hands on my waist, I couldn't see them. Mm-hmm. So things are better now. The, so the sexy bra. Rachel, mm-hmm. what about you? I mean, there's like a laundry list. I mean, like. Literally. Literally. For women, there's. <laughs> there. <laughs> but there really is like a yeah. long list. But if I had to really choose, like heels is already done. That's out. Yeah, we can't. We can't go there. Right. Um, and at first, my first thought was like a bikini, but I mean, everyone's going to offer you like their jacket or like mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. that. N- no problem. And then I was like, what is the one thing that would annoy me the entire time? Not even be that much of an inconvenience, just annoy me the entire time. My work clothes, hmm. anything I wear to work, mm-hmm. something about it. It's just like a little too crisp a little yeah. it's like it's comfortable enough just for like eight hours but as soon as you walk in the door well it's, it's also shook. the associations you have with it it doesn't matter mm-hmm. how comfortable the piece of clothing is or how cute you look in it once it kind of gets tagged as work clothes yeah you don't see yourself the same way in it or feel the same way in it right mm-hmm. yeah that's a good one um the other thing is like if you're wearing like work work clothes women's blazers if you button them you can't lift your arms all the way up well, why would I be trying to lift my arms that far behind my head, Mary Kay? You can't because see her like, right now, but she's like, <laughs> she's like in full port of bra. Like, I don't no, know what's going on. I can on. remember when I had to wear blazers to work every day. It was like, the first thing I wanted to do is pop both shoulders because that had to keep my arms down all day. It sucks. Yeah. But then, you know, but if yeah, you were wearing you about a blazer. Clothes. Or nylons. Fuck that shit. Having <laughs> to run in nylons. <laughs> The thing, though, about the blazer is that it would be the apocalypse, sure, but at least everyone would take you more seriously. That is true. And that's how you, you know? get taken seriously is you don't dress like a little girl. Right, John. Right, John. Um, <laughs> I decided that... Oh, yeah, and speaking of Mad Men, your boyfriend's in this one again. Yeah, he is. He For is. just a second. He is. The, the man you should have ended up with instead of the dude who dragged you under a bridge to die. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I decided that the thing that would drive me crazy with the apocalypse would be a non-cotton thong. Yeah. Normally a thong is comfortable. Uh... When you think about just the like sweat misery, like there is a time and a place for a hundred percent cotton granny panty. And this is it, my friends. (laughs) You want that shit to like dry quickly and not be going anywhere you didn't want it in the first place Mm -hmm. and you want enough kind of like coverage feeling you know like this is it this is the time for like not not even bikinis for briefs yeah 100% cotton briefs can you imagine trying to survive the apocalypse with a UTI yeah or even just real bad chub rub absolutely not this, that is the darkest timeline, being dragged out of a helicopter by an alien and having a UTI. Mm-hmm. That's the worst shit I've ever heard in my whole fucking life. <laughs> I would just be like, take me now. 
clover buddy take me now i've said it a bunch of times i don't really have any delusions about surviving an apocalypse this one i feel like i would try though right because you wouldn't go diving back into midtown to save someone who didn't want to be your girlfriend i just want to say to rob you can't want to go to japan and not want your dream girl to date anyone else like, you have to pick a lane. That's not fair. Uh, ask her to come with you. Oh, right. She can't, or she doesn't want to? Then now you have your answer. Or you can stay your ass here. Dumb. Right? I mean, <laughs> so that's... The, remember what I said earlier? There's like a central premise that all this hinges on. That makes it a little bit less believable for me than, than even the most fantastical Drew Goddard stuff. The premise is that half a dozen people told their friend, like, yes, we will chase you while you chase this girl who doesn't want you. Well, she called him. Right. But the military told them to leave. And all of these other people who are not in love with her were like, you're right, we're a team. What? Well, you don't sense- split up in a horror movie, Mary. You just don't do it. Right. So the rest of them could have not split up and he could have gone to his death. I don't know. I feel like I disagree. What do you think, Rachel? Well, I don't... I, I added it to the timeline. In, in the case of um, Marceline, right? What? In the is case of... Her, is that her name, Marceline? Uh, Marlena. Marlena. Oh, Marlena. I said... Marlena, I was like... Did I say that right? Earlier? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. She... Um, Eric, please cut that part. So, in, well, in the case <laughs> yeah. of... I don't know about the others, but I know with Marlena... Um, and this is something that was really dreadful to me when that part was remi- ma- reminded the viewer mm-hmm. in, under the subway that she was supposed to be with friends. Yeah. And so when they were like, oh, I'm going to go and get this girl. You guys go do what you want. I would have done the same thing as, as her because it's either I stick with these people right. who are taking care of me, these semi-strangers, mm-hmm. or I risk it alone with who everyone's a stranger and nobody's taking care right. of me. So it's almost like she's stuck. She's kind of strong armed. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And by the time that they do encounter the military, she's done for. So I do think, I mean, that's, that's one thing, but I just, I, it's one of those things where like, I just kind of felt like Rob, if this is how you die, you straight up chose to die this way. Yeah, like you, unfortunately, you gotta, killed everyone you, else but Lily, too. Like, you dodged death by being able to get out of the building in the first place. You dodged death by not being ten steps ahead on the bridge. Mm-hmm. You made it to a military outpost. All those people wanted to do was put you on a helicopter and get you the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. And you chose to go running back out there. Also, I don't care how hot that actor is. Like, he... I don't understand what military personnel would have let somebody leave. No, right. That Although the military gap. personnel was the hottest one. That's what I'm saying. He oh. is the hottest. He is still, he stay hot. If you haven't seen How to Get Away with Murder, the first time you see him. Is that or, him? Is he Nate? He is Nate. Fucking yeah. I knew I loved him. I was like, ooh, that boy. I'll yeah, stick fact- around. You want me to stay? I'll stay. Okay. <laughs> I'll stay. Do you have a pocket I can climb into, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Just keep me safe from the world. 
Protect me. Forever and ever. I'm helpless. <laughs> Save me. <laughs> then you want to be wearing the sexy bra. You're so tall. Could you pick me up? I bet you could. But you can't lift me. <laughs> uh, I like how uh, we're pretend we're acting like this is how we flirt with people when really it is a much no. more intense I'm situation so than more this. much more okay it depends right like if i don't give a shit about them i'll just be like hey you got a lot of muscles let's talk about them like i'll just go straight <laughs> in like that but if i actually care then i'll be like i'm just gonna wait for him to do something and then just be very there i'm just gonna be there <laughs> it depends yeah you're just gonna try and outlast to wear yeah. them down yeah um, Rachel, did you think this movie was scary? I didn't think, Mary, um, before you got on, we were talking and we were like, let's, How let's dare definitely you? say this <laughs> For 40 minutes. On while we're recording. And that was like, that was such a good pick of hers. Because mm-hmm. wow. I remember thinking... I, every time I see Cloverfield, like, as an option to watch, I'm always like, eh, yeah, I remember. It was, like, okay, I think. Eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'm watching it, and it was such a wild fucking ride. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was it was scary. I didn't think I was going to be scared. I was surprised. I think it was mostly because of the thriller part of mm-hmm. it. I was surprised of how scared I was during it. Yeah, a couple things stood out to me because obviously this is not, um, this is not a, this is not fully analogous to what's happening in this country right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, right. Um, but there but we do things... still have people defying the fucking military orders. Well, there are Just two saying. things that stood out to me as um, things that are kind of similar and what made this scary for me to watch. One was how sudden and immediate the upheaval was. This feeling that one minute you knew what your life was and you knew how the world worked. Mm-hmm. And the next, all the rules suddenly seemed gone. You know, one of, the, one of the difficult things right now is that even if you want to help, basically the most helpful thing you can do is not... Is nothing. Is not yeah. help anybody, right? Yeah. Um, so all your rules are on end. Everything you thought you knew how to expect or how to navigate, like all that's out, out the window. Mm-hmm. Um, and it happens that quickly. And the second thing is the lack of information. What's scary here is that they don't know what that is. They don't know where it came from. They don't know what it wants. They don't know, like, those little creatures that fall off of it. Like, the, there's yeah. so much. Everything is surprising. Yeah. So much is happening. Right. And without accurate information. Yeah, we're, we're learning choices. it as they are learning it in the situation. And it's like, even when... Um, not uh, when Rob takes the camera, he's like, "If you're watching this, you probably know more about this than we do." Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and that was a great line, a and um, <laughs> yeah, because that's B, exactly what we're doing. Yeah, and then B, it's like you see HUD video the video of the alien, mm-hmm. and it's wild because he's and I just man. And that's what, you know, is, is kind of going nine rounds to the press right now is how damaging ultimately has it been? Yeah. 
for people to have misinformation or incomplete information or to have the information and then have it framed unhelpfully. Like, yeah, it's super contagious and a lot of people will catch it, but it's not that deadly. How deadly does it have to be? Like, I mean, oh my God. You know, so um, that lack of information is one of the, the really scary things because at several points in the movie, their options are kind of open-ended. Yeah. Uh, like, they don't know what the smart thing is to do. Right. And neither do we. They go underground, and for a while that seems smarter because the thing is up there. Right. And that's that ends up being a big old wash. Yeah. I thought um, the, the way that they have, or the order in which they have their reactions is very smart, especially for that time period. So if this came out in 2008, the first reaction that they have in downtown New York is this another terrorist attack? Oh, yeah. They were very deliberate in... And I think, you know, had they... I think it was kind of a risky thing that recently after um, to have the well, footage... Well, seven years, so... Seven years, but to have the footage so, so clearly echo the footage from yes. that day with the buildings collapsing and the cloud of, mm-hmm. like, debris mm-hmm. and chaos just, like, blowing down the street towards you and you don't know what's in it or what's causing it, like... That looked yeah, exactly so like. Another thing that made me think of that. When they go back to Beth's apartment and one and her apartment is leaning on the one beside it. Um, first of all, I want to talk about how they shot that because that was amazing. Um, and also, uh, high rises in general are just scary for a number of reasons. Listeners, you may recall that... Uh, I live on the ground floor. I don't care if it's Garden View. I don't care if it's cheaper because of that. I don't care what people think about it. I need to have two routes of egress from every room. Like, I just, it's, it. Th- that's scary to me in and of itself. But the fact that one of them is leaning over into another one. And then HUD is like, he. I just love him as a character because they all are like rolling their eyes at him the whole time because he's, stay, he's saying stupid shit. And it turns out to be true. He's like, what if we went up the building that's standing and then went over the roof and then went down? And all of them, like, look at him and they're like, "That's he's an idiot savant. Like, what? <laughs> yes, that's what we're doing. And then he's like, no, I didn't mean to say that out loud. Like, <laughs> why is this no, the first time you listen to me? Right, doesn't he say that? Like, why, are you, why would you listen to me this time? Right. Um, so I, I thought that was, a, well, like, when we just see it from outside and everybody stops for a second and just looks at it. To be like, what? She's alive and she's in there, and we don't know. What do we do? It's just, it's good. So I thought that I thought that was those two things were scary. And then to go back to like the is this another terrorist attack slash national crisis, um, sort of element of fear. There's a a time when HUD, I think it's HUD, who is narrating uh, what's happening when there's the fight on the street. And he says, um, or it might be Rob later, I can't remember now, but the military is bombing this creature and we're stuck in the middle of it. Um, I think it, that might be at the very end. It's not the fight, the street fight, which is amazing. And I want to talk how they did that, about how they did that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a, a really scary thing too. And I think that happens in in a lot of situations that don't, require extraterrestrial invasion um like civilians just get caught between 
to govern the government and its coup all the time. Like that Mm -hmm. happens on a regular basis. And that's a really scary place to be because you aren't, you might not necessarily be aligned with either one, but even if you are, you have a 50, 50 chance of choosing the right person. So that was scary as well. Um, also, I think Rachel, you said earlier when they go underground, that sounds, that seems smart at the time. Um, was that you or that was that Mary? That might've been me. Um, when Marlena is like, this is so gross. And Hood is like, why are all the rats running in the same direction? Like, you run in that direction too, damn it. <laughs> like, if all the rats are going, didn't you watch Titanic? I mean, mm-hmm. come on, you got to follow the rats. Or the birds, even. Yeah. Well, I know that, like, but before even the rats came about, I know, like, that whole subway part, at first, like, I know what you're saying. I, it might have been Mary that said at first that it seemed like my first go-to as someone in that city was like, mm-hmm fuck all these people, I'm going underground, the monster ain't getting underground. But as the characters in the movie start mm-hmm. moving forward, and you're like, oh, yeah, we're going to walk into this subway. And they're thinking, mm-hmm. obviously, everyone's in a panic. Ain't nobody driving no, you know, subway cars down here. Yeah, but no, walking the tracks oh, yeah, no. is like, That's watch, scary. walking no, the tracks is scary as shit. And me. it's like pitch black. Yeah, because walking the track, like, instead of walking, like, the workers have like their own walking space, don't they? Yeah. And I thought it was like terrifying. They're in the pitch black. Well, they they can and do walk in the actual, like walk a, along the tracks. But there are, um, there are, well, at one point they're in like a, an outpost, like an office. So it's not like accessible to the public. It's like in the bowels of of manhattan you know um that's where they crush one of those things mm-hmm. in the door yeah so there, there are yeah. kind of like stop offs so that maintenance workers have a lot of space to to step out of the way also if they're doing construction they shut down the train mm-hmm. to you know the misery of all new yorkers right um I, I the first time I saw this was in theaters, and I had never been to New York, so I that didn't scare me at the time because I had no concept of public transit mm-hmm. at all. Um, but this time I was watching it, and I was like, oh, I, like I know what happens, but like just having to like look over your shoulder the whole time about is there a train coming? I don't like that. I don't like that. And at there's all. nowhere to go if if you if you don't happen to be in the right spot at the right time, there would be nowhere to go. Right. Um, uh, we're going to get into some uh, New York skeletal issues here in a minute because okay. when we start talking about <laughs> if this holds up, I'm going to get fussy about some stuff. Okay, can I say one more thing that was scary to me? Two more things? Okay. Um, the shot of of uh, Marlena exploding. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Like when she's bleeding from the eyes and nose and she's like, I don't feel very good. It's like... I should think you don't. That oh was incredible. And yeah. the, the way that it happened as like there was more chaos as they're entering that moment. And then that, that, ugh. But then I think as I'm watching this, because the first time I watched it was a long time ago. As I'm watching it this time, even though I think it's pretty obvious it is her exploding, I think it's because there's that sheet. And mm-hmm. the way that they panicked mm-hmm. so much and they're in complete disaster mode, 
that I think it's open-ended yep. enough that it can be open to interpretation that did for sure well, here's something yeah. that J.J. Abrams does well when he does it we all watch Lost we know he's not 100% consistent here um, if you rewatch that um, that military unit scene right so one of the bodies they're wheeling in is exploded like from the gut. Uh huh. And it, but it bit her here. And well, yeah, but it doesn't like I'm saying exploded like something came inward out. And then yeah. there's another person that they're bringing in on a stretcher with the gun aimed at her gut, at their gut. Like like they they know this person is going to explode, and they expect something to come out of them that would need to be killed. It's very chest bustery. Mm-hmm. So there's Alien. a couple like a couple yeah. little plants that like they did a good job in this I think of deciding like what the monster was and how it worked and having being and being really really tight on that internal mythology or that convention so that they could make smart choices elsewhere. Yeah, I agree, but to Rachel's point, um I didn't notice that the first time I watched mm. it. I just noticed that she exploded behind a sheet. It, I think that just stands to reason, like, on a rewatch. Like, or you catch it, or you don't. But either way, it all checks out. Yeah. Well, right? you hope it would. That's, if, would if, you, if, if it's tight, right? It should. When you rewatch it, you should. Like, being able to catch these little moments where it was like, oh, if I had known what I was looking for, I would have seen all well, this before. Right, but I think what Rachel was saying a second ago is, like, because it's behind a sheet and kind of warped, right? Correct me if I'm if I'm misinterpreting what you were saying, Rachel. But um, it's kind of you don't really understand mm-hmm. what the fuck before the camera is ripped away. Mm-hmm. Like what I was trying to say is that you don't know if it was either. They know what's going to happen, and they shot her, or right. if she did oh. actually explode. Is what I was trying to say because of all the zombie movies. When you know someone's infected and you know what's going to happen, and that's why they haven't mm-hmm. like they could be. And I, I would, I still stand by and believe that she did like, kind of explode. But I think there is an argument to be made that, as they've seen enough times that what's going to happen, we just got to eliminate it before. And that's why it's mm-hmm. in like a, a where other yeah, people yeah. can't see. You know what I mean? Wow, I didn't think about that. That's cool. A, that's way worse. That's a little bit of a Schrodinger's cat thing too, right? Like when oh, you rewatch yeah. it, when you rewatch it and you realize, oh, she probably did explode because we have all these other clues that folks are exploding. It doesn't change the fact that as you watch the movie, you're taking the journey with the characters and the characters don't know what happened. Dude, There's she no said, way they're processing all that. Mary just said Schrodinger's cat. What a brilliant <laughs> fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what I mean, right? Like, yeah, the, the thing, both things are true because for the people in the movie, like, mm-hmm. you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Um, so I, I like I, I, I honestly hadn't really thought of it that way. Um, like in the context of like, well, the characters in the movie would have a zombie pathology that they're working from too. Right. Well, so the first sense. time, ooh, I didn't think about that either. The That's the first so cool. time I saw this movie. That's what. That's what I thought had happened, that they had done something to her. Um, Because it was like 2008, I'm like 18. I don't know why I thought that, but like, I don't know, authority, whatever. Um, And then 
I remember when we decided we were going to watch 28 Days Later, for some reason I thought that scene was going to happen. And I'm like, well, maybe it was 28 weeks later. I don't know. Because like, I, I just <laughs> associate so much with like, oh, she's infected. We have to eliminate the infected. Yeah. And then that brought a whole nother element to the scariness of it as only after the fact that I watched it did I think this because of COVID-19 is great. Now we have to worry about people being infected. Can we get infected by humans infected? Are we going to explode? Are we going to bleed from the eyes? Like in the, yeah, the fucking killing of a sacred deer lamb. I don't remember, but damn bleeding from the eyes in that movie. That looks like not fun. Don't like that. Don't like that. No. Don't like that. No. So, um, we're going to start getting to... So we've, we've mentioned a lot of things that have held up or that have, that have worked for us over time. As we've mm-hmm. revisited mm-hmm. this for the first time in a decade, what has been sticking with us. There's some stuff that holds up less mm-hmm. because, you know, this was 12 years ago. It's a product of its time. And one thing I just need to roll out because I know this does not matter to most people, but... You guys need to understand that if that accident happened on the Brooklyn Bridge, these motherfuckers ran past two other bridges. Uh. They ran past two other bridges to die on, to, well, not die, well, you know, the one guy, yeah. on the Brooklyn Bridge. Why? Easy. The Brooklyn Bridge is far and away the most cinematic of the bridges. Right. It's an icon. If you're going to smash a bridge to smithereens, the Manhattan Bridge is not nearly as satisfying, even though the Manhattan Bridge, instead of having luxuriant pedestrian stroll paths with vegetation, has terrifyingly narrow little pedestrian walkways that would be utterly horrifying to be trapped on in that kind of crush. Oh my god, you can barely walk past somebody, like, single file each direction on the Manhattan Bridge. I can't, I mean... Don't like that. No, it's just like a different kind of scary. So, yeah, okay, they drove, they, they ran past a bunch of bridges. Dumb. Um, they're supposed to be, what, on the Lower East Side at one point? Why are all the looters black? We don't live there. What were we doing there? <laughs> we weren't, we, we... We took time to go into Manhattan to loot a neighborhood one out of us. Well, you wouldn't do that. <laughs> I mean, I, I love cheap electronics as much as the next guy, but there's plenty of cheap electronics to be had in New York. I mean, you know? also, do you think the that BNH. Sephora was a sponsor for this movie? <laughs> do I think they were? Also, I think it would be impossible to film in that part of New York and not have a Sephora show up at some point. Okay, that's They're okay. everywhere. <laughs> um, like... Also, the cell service thing. When I was looking up trivia about this, someone was like, actually, that's pretty accurate because, you know, they have been wiring um, subway stations for uh, cell service for just this kind of situation for emergencies. And I was like, yeah, bitch, but it wasn't done in 2008. Mm-mm. They're on the 6? Yeah, I used to take the 6 every fucking day. I promise you, there was not cell service on the 6 right. in 2008. Nonsense. It's a beautiful sequence. Like, that scene is really hard to watch where he's telling his mom what happened to his brother. Yeah. But it just isn't possible. It doesn't make sense that it would happen there. So we have some artistic license happening. And then seven minutes later, they're at 60th and Lex. What? No, he kept cut turning off the camera and turning it back on to save the battery. That did happen. 
Yeah, because at the end, he, the guy did say, seven hours ago. And I'm like, this movie is like an hour and a half. They're, and we were with you. Right. And I was like, and I was trying to think, how did that happen? And that's the only explanation is that he kept. Do you know how long it took me to walk from Washington Square Park to Central Park? No, I, I have no concept of where those are. Cool. That's what I would do <laughs> when I had on a weekend day. I actually didn't have rehearsal or meetings. Magnificence. Glory. So I'd get up, go down to the to the dining hall, have me some waffles. Mm, mm, those college waffles. <sighs> then I would start at the at Washington Square Park because I lived like two blocks north of there. I'd go, listen to the dude playing piano in the park, check out the fountain, start walking. Sometime around four or five p.m., I would get to Central Park. Now, granted, I wasn't rushing. I would pop into shops along the way. I would admire a cool street performance. I wasn't rushing. But what? They made it there before dawn? I have to say a thing. Okay, so, first of all, this is a movie. What? Secondly. What? (laughs) Secondly, they are in the subway tunnel, so there's a straight route. There's no traffic. There's no distractions. And they are hauling ass. Okay, that's it. That's all three excuses I have for Yeah, that. but the rest of New York is in the streets hauling ass. There we go. Because actually most of that travel they're doing up top, right? Because they've already left the subways by then. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a license. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Also, one little gap, gap I noticed this time that I was like, I don't remember if this bothered me before or not. But um, I was like, why isn't Beth at the party? <laughs> I didn't remember her leaving. Oh, she left after they got in the fight. Yeah. Yeah. It, for some reason, I don't know if I looked away, if one of the animals did something distracting, if I was typing in the outline. I don't know what I did. But later I was like, how did she get there? Yeah, because then he said that really sh- <laughs> shitty thing, like, good luck with whatever. That was really shitty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, except that, you know, he has no reason to say that. Or maybe I saw her leave the room or the party, but I didn't process the passage of time correctly after that. Like, for me, it felt like she walked out the door. No, I had a lot of moments the building like came that, down. too. Because I think mm-hmm. it's because it's so fast-paced. Mm-hmm. And you don't know yeah, them. You don't, and I kept getting their names and their backgrounds and who means who to what. Like, because you're forced mm-hmm. to get very, um, like, personal, deep information about everyone in a very short amount of time before literally it's chaos. And they're calling for each mm-hmm. other. You're like, wait, who is, who is that? Who, who is... Back to who and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, speaking of which, let's talk about this. The vomit cam style. Because <laughs> that's not shaky cam. That is, like, straight... Like, people had to be removed from theaters for motion sickness. I do um, think that the most vomity part of this is when the helicopter gets ripped out of the sky. For me, the most vomity was the f- in the very beginning... When the brother, when Rob's brother is using the camera. And it was such a smart storytelling thing. Because I was like, I don't remember it being this bad. I don't know how I got through it then. Oh, and then HUD takes it from him. And then when he gives it to HUD, it gets better. Because the boyfriend doesn't care about doing this. No. He's not trying. So it's really jaggedy. He's not focusing on anything. And then when he gives it to HUD, HUD is like. This is my job. People need to know. Like, yeah, he's like the dog from Up. I was hiding under your porch because I love you. Right. Cute when a dog does it. If a dude were doing that with a video camera, I would hate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so let's talk vomit cam. Um, okay, so, well... I mean, but doesn't it make it more found footage-esque, that it makes it more realistic? Oh, it's I a thought great choice. So. I think it's a fantastic choice for this. I, mm-hmm. I also like it because it is sort of a form imitates content type of thing. And mm-hmm. I was thinking about it as we were watching this too. This might be our first straight up creature feature. We did have the ritual, which is, it had a monster. It had a fucking monster. But, yeah, um, it was the least disappointing monster whew, of all time. Yeah. Um, but this is the way that um, you can make a creature feature and it still be scary because they, they didn't show the monster in any of the trailers when it was being marketed. Um, and you even only get to see it a little bit at a time. You never get to see like up front, like Godzilla, this is the monster. You only right. s- until it comes straight at HUD and lifts him up and swirls him around. I think there's about a minute and a half total screen time for the monster. Yeah. Um, I guess technically Jaws is kind of a creature feature as well. But, um, this one I thought was very well done because it was scary because you were you it was in your imagination and you just knew that it was huge and it it was really almost to me a Godzilla retelling um especially because he's like he's moving to Japan yeah and I I thought that that. was a smart homage um I also think that the found footage convention so I taught this uh maybe four years ago and my students were like Uh, it's kind of campy and I just think that like we're in that period where it's not quite nostalgic yet like I shit on Halloween and Evil Dead because it is not nostalgic to me and I think that is where this movie might be right now where it's like we're our technology is so advanced but it had to take place in 2008 otherwise everybody would have a cell phone with a video on it so you don't have that single stream of uh, and even cinema. so, yeah. a lot of people did have some form of camera phone. So you see a lot of people with phones out and up in the course of right. the movie. But it's like for but, snapshots, not for... Yeah, we didn't have good camera right. phones. Like, this is back yeah. when the iPhone was still kind of an expensive novelty that, like, even if it was glorious and we could all tell that it was much better than our phones, we didn't all have one yet. No, I didn't have one for, uh, like, four years after this. Yeah. No, no. And me the, the camera phones at the time were so... Super shitty. Yeah. Just grainy little. Ugh. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. And I, I think uh, it's also hard for us, I think, to separate the viral marketing campaign that this movie had from our experience. Like, we, even if we don't remember much of the actual campaign, mm-hmm. it would be difficult for us to detach that from our experience of the movie at the time. Okay. Um, so for folks who were not real plugged into this at the time, J.J. Um, Abrams had a lot of success doing this with Lost. And he repeated that success with Cloverfield, um, which is part of what led to there being an entire Cloververse. If you wonder, if you look at this now and you wonder how did this spawn a cinematic, like, miniverse? I don't know either. How. Tell me, tell me. Um, so there were... Tons of website tie like you could go into a deep dive on the internet to try and find this information. There was a wedding website for two incidental characters at the party. No. And you could go on the wedding website and see like comments or interactions left from other characters at the party. There was um 
I don't know if you guys remember Lost had like I never seen Lost. Oh man. Well, that's another one that like yeah, it's really hard to overstate what a big deal it was for television overall and how many of our favorite shows only exist because Lost was successful and it convinced TV executives that we wanted narrative and we wanted character again after years of only reality. Mm-hmm. Um, this had, I mean, it, it was, you could go on these deep dives and as part of the marketing campaign, they just made the dives deeper and deeper and deeper. There were Easter eggs everywhere. The trailers didn't even say what it was. They didn't say the title of the movie. It was just like a snippet of footage at a date. I forgot about that. Yeah. So there was just tons and tons of of mystery, but mystery that you could pick at and Mm -hmm. unravel to try and and get deeper into this world and this story. When you were talking about this being a creature feature, right? Mm -hmm. Comparing it to Godzilla, they spent time deciding where this creature came from. So even if none of this was ever going to be in a movie, where did it come from? Well, yeah, that's kind of what writing is, right? Like there's so Mm -hmm. much that doesn't make it, but you got to know it. (laughs) So it makes sense. Exactly. And because they did their work well there, like they decided that this was a creature that had come, it was like a deep sea creature that had been kind of released from like a pocket. So um, it's scared. It's It's like a baby and it's scared. That's not what happened. It's in a new environment, and it's terrified. Ha- like if you look at its behavior, the way it's moving around, it's shrieking, it's flailing, it's just trying to like get things away from it or like knock them down, and just so it. I mean, it, whether it's like biologically a baby or not, that that's the state it's in at that moment. That it's it's scared and it's upset and it's well, trying it's, to protect. It's itself. an alien, though. No, it is. It's a baby yeah. destructive. It is. So I know that you saved this for later, but with the footage that like the breakthrough footage, um, the last shot of them at Coney Island has the alien dropping into the water there. Mm -hmm. Something falls into the water. Yeah. Yeah. They used I know they used when I say the deep sea thing, they use that as their inspiration for like the bio like how would this oh, be shaped how would it behave okay because mm-hmm. it, it definitely did come from the water afterward just yes. not first and that is deliberate that something falls into rachel the has there, one and finger that is not raised. well identifiable <laughs> um now that you have revealed that this is a baby causing havoc <laughs> i feel totally different um, about this movie <laughs> this is literally dragon ball z <laughs> this is literally Dragon Ball Z when they shot out their last baby um, pure born Saiyans out into the universe onto other planets and then Goku came as a baby was a giant ape destroyed the city and then his grandpa had to learn to like this is how you become a person and not do that I can't find a flaw in your logic. I have no frame of reference for this. I'm just going to (laughs) say, yep. But only he would only turn to the big, like, alien monster on a full moon. That's the only thing. Mm. Mm. Well, maybe this guy will just turn back into, I don't know. Into a cute little baby Goku when this is all over. And then in 10 years, after he's like trying to save the universe and rebuild New York, the prince of these alien creatures is going to be like, what are you doing? This is what we're supposed to do. 
This is the most we have ever talked about Dragon Ball Z. That's show. my best Vegeta voice. Okay, we can get back to it. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, well, another thing that I noticed this time around that I was like, ooh, not aging great, um, is the, uh, you know, dudes in general. Um, I'm sure that in 2008 I thought HUD was very charming, and this time around I was like, stop chasing girls around a party with a video camera, you fuck. Right. Ew. What is wrong with you? Ew. Leave her alone. Um, and there were a few other moments where his behavior was like making other people visibly uncomfortable. And I was like, if you if you really can't tell, then this is a... I, I, I can't imagine that that was where you were deliberately going with this, that this person can't read social cues at all. Um, and if he can, then he needs to... Um, and the other thing being obviously Rob, like I'm pretty sure in 2008 I thought it was very romantic. I still think into... it's romantic. Yeah, I kind of. There's no way though in real life. I would find it more romantic if he hadn't just insulted her for you know oh, dating for a person sure. who was not going to move to Japan. Yeah. yeah. Or drag his feet for a billion years. Instead yeah, of I would have not come to his party because if he hadn't called me after that, I would have been like, well, yeah. fuck you forever. Goodbye. Yeah. You are already exactly. dead to me. So get eaten by an alien. What are you, dating him? He wouldn't know. Like, you can't be mad at me that you don't know that. Why would I call you to tell you that? Right. So yeah. that, that doesn't hold up as well, and I do think that HUD, in the course of the movie, gets more, um, geez, what's the word I want here? Well, he, he does care about people. It does he kind does. of seem like he's just a little oblivious that this girl is not interested in his attention, but he, you know, he's the, he's the one who goes up to her afterward to be like, hey, are you okay? And she's like, you tell me, is this not very attractive? <laughs> and he's like, uh, I don't know. Like, he, he does seem kind of like sad puppy, kind of petrified as, around her. Um, as the movie goes on, as the stakes get higher, it's like yeah. he buckles down. Yeah. And he gets a little bit more, a little bit more kind of business-like. Like, his awareness evolves in the course of the movie from, like, I have no idea how humans talk to each other. Two, let's scale a landscraper. Landscraper. Well, skyscraper. Well, I think it's more of also like, I mean, I, I don't know if y'all have experienced this, but I definitely have where I need someone to like me so bad that I go stupid. Like, I just yeah. say dumb shit, and I'm like, immediately after it comes out of my mouth, I'm like, ugh. They're going to think I'm fucking stupid yeah. because I can't hold my shit together. Um but if something I've never, <laughs> I mean, haven't we if... like all texted a guy who like definitely was showing signs that the text he wasn't interested? But we were like, yeah, so I feel like right. it's the same. I have never done anything wrong <laughs> ever. ever in my life. Jenny Mark, don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't um, be suspicious. Money, please. You know that don't be suspicious. Did you guys know that Don't Be Suspicious is a thing on TikTok, but the young people using it on TikTok don't know where it's from? Like, they think it's a TikTok thing? 
believe Dumb. that. They have never seen Parks and Rec. Dumb. Also, before we leave HUD, one thing that mm-hmm. didn't, for this movie, didn't hold up for me, and it's, I know it's supposed to be, like, part of his, like, comedic relief. I know this. I know this. But when he finds out the secret, and then he proceeds to tell the enti- tell the entire party, but then, not only that, but then later when everyone's talking to him on the porch, it just seems like, and then everyone's talking about it, like um, Lily, and it's like, this is what happens in, like, K-dramas and all YA novels, is where mm-hmm. it's the fe- this teenage adolescent girl is the main character and all of her friends are for some reason obsessed with her and her life we are just going to adopt you and shower love on you and we don't think about anything else in life except you and your relationship wait you guys don't feel that way about me (laughs) (laughs) all right signing off (laughs) But I know he is supposed to come off as him being the comic relief in that. Like, mm-hmm. that he's just being dumb and an idiot. But it's hateful. He could ruin their lives with this shit. They're supposed to have been friends for, what, a decade at this point? Oh, my God. I was like, how, how, how? Are you over the age of seven and you think this is okay? I mean, I feel like at the same time, we've all been to a party where someone's stirring the pot because they feel like they need that recognition. Oh, if I get bored at a party, If you I'll get be bored at that. a party, you're going to be telling my ex's new girlfriend, um, did you fart? <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's how exactly. it's done. I'm going to leave the conversation that I'm in, run up and be like, ugh, Jessica. Leave the conversation that you were in with your like major crush. Here's the thing, though. You are a grown-ass woman, so if you want to stir a pot at a party, you ask a controversial question. You start right. something that is like well, a when game. When a hot woman does it, it's called whistleblowing. <laughs> you, start, you start a game that you know is going to get really weirdly competitive and people are going to like fall out over it. You don't discover a, a deeply personal secret and go tell it to everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes, I do. You don't. Mm-hmm. Did you know that her relationship with her mother is really rocky right now? <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't do it if it was true. I would just make it up. And then I would immediately be like, so the chain of custody on that rumor is me. <laughs> I started it. <laughs> she, called it she called it the chain of custody. I'm pretty sure that's Sarah Stevens joke, but it's funny and I stole it. That's that's what I'm saying. Like you would not do something if if the whole <laughs> premise of the character is that he cares about other people so much and he just can't quite figure out how to how to get other people to care about him. Yeah. Has he not figured out by his mid twenties that this no. is the opposite of the thing? Because guys don't learn that until they're thirty. That like, and don't tell. It's not like he told a couple of people or somebody noticed he was oh, acting yeah, weird. Right. It's not like somebody was like, HUD, why are you being so cagey? And he was like, okay, well, don't tell anyone. But he went chasing every single person down to tell he them. He did. And then even those girls were like, shut up and stop telling people their business. And I think that's supposed to be like in the film, like it's supposed to be funny. It is. But yeah. I think we're just like, we're just like, 
We have a higher standard yeah, right. in 2020. Time's up, yeah. HUD. Than we did then. Time's yeah. up, HUD. Also, how about the wordplay for his name? <laughs> HUD is the heads-up display in a video game. HUD is like oh. the source of your information. So it's like your um, like your tools for navigation, your map markers. Yeah. Your, yeah. Oh. Genius. God, I love Mary. Um, speaking of video games, I think you had a comment about video gamery. Yeah, because one time... The it was wasn't it twenty eight days later you you called it a video game. We did we did a film recently. I think it was twenty eight days think later. So. I, I think, think it was twenty eight days else. later. I know I referenced. Oh, it might have been Cabin in the Woods because they have like a decision tree. No, I referenced in Cabin in the Woods that the sets looked and felt like a video. Oh game. yeah, I know that. That's but what I it think was. there is something else that I've compared to a video game besides that lately. I don't. I just don't remember what. And I I talk all the time. I've learned to just tune myself out. But as soon as <laughs> I was watching this again, I'm like, no, this is one. I feel like we all have those friends when we watch them play like these kind of video games where a situation, you have to get through it, learn the how to mm-hmm. use your tools. You <laughs> kill the Tool small, unlocked. <laughs> you kill the small thing, you gain whatever. But then you have to get to a... Um, um, a checkpoint. A way station. Yeah. A shrine. Yes, you, have, you have to get to a checkpoint. And then, you know, they're going through all these checkpoints and trying to get to, you know, get the phone charger, get away from the evil parasite, get to the other checkpoint. And then an army man adds extra challenge to your mission, which is, mm, guess challenge. what? Time is gonna run out. So you have to do <laughs> yeah. the initial mission that you were on to go save her but now guess what time is running out so it's like um that zombie game left for dead you have to like do all this incredible stuff and then get on the chopper and get out absolutely well can i tell you one of the things that holds up beautifully for me uh and this was the ratatat playing at the party as someone who <laughs> went to a lot of parties in new york in 2008 that's what i was playing at all of them so hmm. they weren't playing the song i liked to play the most which was 17 years <laughs> But that one was pretty good, too. Um, anything else before? We've talked a little bit about the cast as we go. Anything that we want to say? I have a question about this comment about HUD, Mary Kay. Oh, I said I feel the way about... I feel about him the way that I feel about Jessica Simpson, which is, like, very well-intentioned and playing dumb, to the point that it is very frustrating for me because if you can play dumb, that means you aren't dumb. Like you just know how to play people. Um, so I don't like, I didn't like that part. Uh, but it also could be that it, he just has like the nerves thing happening. And then when an actual problem happens, he kind of forgets about the thing that was preoccupying him. And he's like, Oh, well what if we did this? And then everybody turns around and they're like, Oh, you have, original thought like you it speaks like what the hell is happening um so uh but also this movie is super short we don't get a whole lot of character development i mean we do but not like they're not dynamic characters they don't change over the course of the movie really you don't see before he gets chopped in half we haven't talked much about uh bethra marlena which i mean probably says something about how this movie goes we haven't talked about lily at all we've only talked about the dudes what does that tell us about the writing it's 2008. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, 
But I don't think we spend yeah. as much time or hear their voice as much as we do, Robin. Well, but exactly. That's the thing. There's yeah. three. There's three women of oh, the five main cast. Oh, that was a joke making. Oh. <laughs> and they don't no, speak I as think much. you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Lily actually is possibly, I mean, certainly at the end of the movie, Rob and Beth believe her to have survived. Yes. She was in a different helicopter. As far as they have seen, that helicopter was not attacked. Right. So Lily is probably the only one who, who survived. Mm-hmm. She is frequently the one who was like, all right, buckle down. Right. Honestly, I'm pretty sure Rob would have just run straight into the mouth of the literal beast if she hadn't been like, no, let's try to go get Beth in a reasonable way. Yeah. And she did the whole thing. In heels. In a mini dress and heels. That's right. (laughs) Can I say one thing about that mini dress too? They could have done so much that they they could have done, in which I felt like this showed a, a little bit of side of progression okay was when he was filming behind her when she was the second one to get onto the building to like crawl across Mm -hmm. it could have been like a simpsons like like scary movie i'm gonna zoom in and see what i can see but you don't see anything even though it's a short dress and she's Mm -hmm. crawling on her knees and i felt like that was very tastefully done for once no yeah like i was saying earlier it 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 wasn't sexual to me yeah it made sense to me that the women were dressed the way they were because of the context yeah yeah um so that's kind of a that's a smart a smart way to you know have women dressed up in the apocalypse if you insist Mm -hmm. Um, but they also didn't like sexualize that because they're 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 focusing on the severity of the Mm -hmm. situation yeah yeah and considering that lily watched her boyfriend die she rallied real fucking quick. She didn't just real watch him quick. die. She watched him die. And then when her you know, brother-in-law essentially was like, and now let's run to further death. She was like, okay, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it for fucking real. Yeah. We'll get it together. Because get it, she had get it together, dude. to lose. Like, yeah. Get it together. So Lily is a true badass. Yes. Marlena was a badass and, you know, gone too soon. Gone too soon. Because mm-hmm. holy shit. She went in on that little spider bitch. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I love how she's offended when Hud thanks her. <laughs> she's like, do you not think that I'm the type of person who would do that? And he's like, I was really just saying thanks. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I think he like, he think he like triple negatives her or something. Because uh, she's like, you do not think that I was the kind of person. He's oh, like, no, I didn't I d- notice that. He, he says something to the effect of like, no, I did not think that. It, it, it's kind of like an awkward, like you can tell that he's trying to express like, no, right. I think you're a good person. But the actual sequence of words, I was like, I have no idea what just happened. My <laughs> yeah. um, she is kind of a bee. Great but hair. But that actress always plays that same I typecast. Know. I hate that typecast, but I love her as an actress. Yeah. So um, I don't know if you guys have watched uh, Masters of Sex. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. A bit of a departure there in a fun way. Um, I just, I think, you know, you're Lizzie Kaplan, like at a certain point, um, you know, B. Arthur once uh, was asked about being typecast. Did she feel like she played the same character over and over? And she looked at the reporter for a second and said, I'm six feet tall. I've got away with a line. <laughs> I, what, what are you going to cast me doing? Of course, like, I, I play, you know, smart, funny, kind of difficult women. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Lizzie Kaplan has a kind of a similar energy because a lot of women who wear, like, a size negative two and are quite beautiful and look a little mysterious could seem really 
waifish, just very hot girl and a kind of a like I, I could see the impulse to like casting wise just be like, hmm, you can like look cute on somebody's arm. And that's not what she that's not what she brings to a screen. No. She's really she's just very she brings a lot of gravitas. That's someone that you take seriously. I loved her in Mean Girls. Loved her. Loved her. Loved her. In, her. In Especially her when at the end she was like, I'm Lebanese. I was like, me too, bitch. I was like 13 <laughs> in the theater and I was like, yeah. She's not in real life, but Mm-mm. it's okay. She, um, but I mean, so even like uh, on True Blood, that character was... That's the one I mean. Like when I'm like that was insuffer. Mm. That character was insufferable. She does a great job. Like yeah, that that performance is believable front to back. So she's pretty fantastic. She is. We love you, Lizzie Kaplan. Come hang out. We with love us you. Be our friend. Oh my love god. Us. Oh no no oh no no. Okay, watch her in um, Party Down is awesome. And like everyone you like, every comedic actor you like is Isn't in it. Jenny. In that, Jenny. Why do I keep calling her Jenny? Um, money, please. Isn't she in that? Jenny Slate. Jenny Slate. <laughs> I don't I know. Did, I called her Jenny Marbles earlier in the episode. <laughs> I am so sorry. It's same shit. I'm so sorry. They're both rocks. <laughs> <laughs> They're both counters. They're both countertops. <laughs> that is true. Uh, should we talk about um, special effects or any I effects? E- I don't even know what there is to say about them. I just started listing them and I was like, my God, there are so many. I, there's one I definitely really, really, really do want to talk about because it added to how scary the scene was for me. I got because one too, but after you. All of the scenes that we talked about that were scary, nothing to me was as scary as when they went to her the, the other building to ju- go down it mm-hmm. because that's my number one fear is heights. I hate heights. And they're all the way up exposed. And when you're that high up, there's that high, that yep. full on air. Mm-hmm. And there's, even though it's like, this is an easy jump. Yeah. But that high up, right. it is not that easy. Right. And then at the same time, and this was brilliant as they were crossing, they would show some kind of, thing in the air mm-hmm. and the camera would focus on it so that you who are like following them down right essentially going with them are distracted too while you're yeah. that far up and that much on the ledge and then the it way had, yeah it was very much like lean back in your movie <laughs> seat <Yeah>. because <laughs> and on the way back it was like you see the monster and she's like what is that and again mm-hmm. it adds to the chaos they're on the edge with the movement of the air. And then you also see the missiles. And even if you were so focused on, I'm not looking at anything, I'm not looking at anything, if a m- missiles are going right by your head, you're mm-hmm. going to look. You're mm-hmm. going to get disoriented. I would have fallen. I would have I would have been distracted. I would have been fallen. I would have fallen and I would have been dead. Yeah. I was so scared during those scenes. I have a question about how they shot them walking up. uh, Or I guess kind of up. I don't know. But you know when she's like leaning towards like trying to. Is there almost like climbing the hallway? Mm -hmm. When they're in her actual building. Yeah. And it's like 
that was so cool. And that it was made so it. cool. I don't know God. how they did I mean, it. It's got to be just green screen, but I have no idea. Or at least a, a lot of green screen. But like, it looked like a normal. They were shooting it normal, like it was like a normal, almost. But I felt like it was like the actors putting it on themselves. Yeah, it was too. like the Michael Jackson smooth criminal lean. Yeah, where it's like, how did they do that shit? Like it was cool. That was, or like when they show like when they have like the scene, but it's like on another like topsy turvy. Yeah, thing. yeah. I don't, I don't know. Gravity. I don't have details about that. I do have details about the uh, Statue of Liberty. Mm. Yeah. Um, so the cool. head of the Statue of Liberty, as it appears in this movie, is twice the size of the actual Statue of Liberty's head. Interesting. Yeah, because when they did it originally, um, test audiences were like, that looks weird because it looked looked too small to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they just doubled it. But her head is well, not that big, guys. That's cool. That's why you party on her crown, not her head. Slash, mm. nobody goes up there anymore. Um, I had another scene that was real scary that I remembered from the very first time I watched it, which is when HUD sets down the camera and they all three go to lift Beth off the rebar and you just see her legs. But you you don't see it happen and I think that it makes it so much more scary. Because you just see her legs and she screams and her legs like freak out. I had to put that on mute. I, I, I couldn't. It's so good. Like, and I think that some of the limitations that come from the found footage uh, choice are really smart because they make, they make it scarier. Like the things you don't see are more scary than the things that it lets you see. But then at the same time, I felt like one more that I want to add was... Mm-hmm because of the nature of just having like a camcorder and it's not perfect Mm -hmm. like it's not smooth was when they first initially went into the subway and he shot it up as it was like (gasps) screaming at them I Mm -hmm. didn't I didn't translate my brain what was happening at the moment they were going underneath and he was looking up I had to rewind and I'm like I would have done the same thing and that's Mm -hmm. brilliant like I thought that was, I just thought that was so cool because yeah. it just made it so much more like realistic, these little bits of imperfect moments. Yeah. Um, to your point, whenever the HUD gets snatched up and then thrown back down and he kind of drops the camera and you see his face on the screen, but the camera can't decide if it wants to focus on him or the grass in front of him and it oh, keeps yeah. going back and forth. Um, I, I love that idea or like that execution because the idea really makes it so that the viewer is like, so, so what happens now? Like, is this the end? Like what's, what's going to happen now? What's going to happen now? And I think that it develops that suspense without making it a false sense of, uh, mm-hmm. suspense, yeah. which I really liked. And I think that, um, I was thinking about it, and I was like, are we done? Can we do found footage anymore? Because now everybody has um, ways of videotaping stuff. And there was one that was done, I think, two years ago. It was called Unsane. And the movie itself was, like, fine. But um, they shot – I can't remember who the director was now, but they made the decision to shoot entirely on an iPhone. And, on like, right, like – it. In retro, like when you when I heard that, I was like, "Oh, so it's going to be like a student film type of thing," but really, it 
it was about a stalker. So it made total sense that it was all shot on an iPhone, right? Like it, the form imitates the content. So I think that there's a similar situation going on with this. Like if they hadn't had the party con party, not, I don't want to say it was a frame story, but like the beginning, if it wasn't a party, it would be like, why does he have a camcorder? Why is it out? Like no one has that just out in 2008, but especially like, uh, when HUD is like, no, I am taking this seriously, Lily. Like, I am. People, he mm-hmm. wants to know. I get it. It's important. And later, when I think it's Rob is like, put the camera away, HUD is like, no, people are going to want to know. They're going to want to know how it went down. And um, even though he's kind of like a bumbly dude that we don't really take seriously, some of the most uh, truthful lines come from him. Like that one. Well, I want to wrap up a couple things. Uh, One, we've talked about the breakthrough footage, and that's one thing that I'm curious to see about aging because it is something that's become irrelevant. We no Mm -hmm. longer tape over something like that. Um, So for us watching at the time, when when Rob first realizes that what HUD is taping over and he gets upset, Mm -hmm. I was like, well, shouldn't be talking shit, but also, yeah, that would suck. Mm -hmm. Um, Also... Like, you took footage of this woman naked in your bed and you didn't call her? What is wrong with you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it'll, I'm curious to hear from you guys listening who for whom this is, you know, if you're, if you're younger than us and, well, don't rub it in our faces or anything. Like, <laughs> was that something you that you understood as you were seeing it? Was it something that meant a lot to you? How'd you feel about it? My closing question is, what would be the most embarrassing thing for you to have taped over in this circumstance when the U.S. government is looking at this footage like <laughs> trying to determine what happened and your old footage is breaking through, what would you most hate for it to be? <laughs> I'll go. Okay. Now, this is something that Mary actually recorded, and I'm pretty sure I sent it to Rachel. Oh, um, I know exactly what it is. I when know. I was drunk and trying to go to sleep, and, I, and she was trying to talk to me. And we had just talked about The Shining. And I was like, Mary Kay's not here right now. And I did like, this is Tony. You know what I'm talking about? Whenever I was like, yeah, pretending yes. that to, to talk through Tony, like, red rum, red rum. Am what I putting it on Instagram right oh, now? Is that what you're great. asking me? If I'm putting it on Instagram right now? That was great. And then I did the whole thing where he like, he like refocuses his eyes, <laughs> but I was super drunk, so they didn't focus. <laughs> they did not. They just kept doing their own thing forever. <laughs> you know what I immediately thought of was uh, that scene in uh, 30 Rock when they're watching Jack's tape. At the end, it's just shirtless Jonathan, like, <laughs> playing the flute, playing the flute. <laughs> Uh, I don't have any footage like that, uh, but... What about... Rachel, you didn't go. You're putting me on the spot. I can't think of something. Yeah, listeners, she she surprised us on this closer. It was not written down, so that was, like, the first well, thing I thought of. I, I only... I thought about it really recently. I only thought about it a little while ago, and I was like, mwah, ah, ah, Can I just ah, let it be ah. known that I'm a Scorpio with a lot of pride, so any embarrassing <laughs> moments I immediately repress... 
Um, sure. She's like, I'm not good with on the spot. I might have to dub it in. Okay. Okay. Wow. That person has really gotten him or herself into quite the predicament. That was Daryl. <laughs> Help the people. The thing that happened, happened to. Help the people. The thing that happened, happened to. Can I just say, Mary Kay, that now that I've started doing the most insanely hard trivia questions for The Office for several seasons now, my brain anytime i watch anything goes into that anytime they give any information on any show my brain automatically makes the question what did such and such say about this one weird fruit (laughs) and i can't turn it off i'm gonna have to dub in like the embarrassing thing because i honestly like Then you're not going to have our reaction. All right. Bitch. That's why I said that thing that Daryl says. Because everything is like, like small. Like the time I had like, I was hiding the fact I had period blood on my white shorts like last year when I'm way too old to be wearing my shorts. <laughs> <laughs> there is there not is a video of that. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like what video do you have or are you likely to take? That would be so. Like the only videos I take are always just like, I know the only the only videos I take are like my animals. So no matter what tape they had, it would just be like, be like, hey buddy, you're so cute. You know how cute you are. Oh, you know how cute. Look at you. Okay, then it would be all of my like Like, failed attempts to make a cute like video like for Instagram or like TikTok with my cat but then yes, yeah, you've the seen them. I know you've seen them but then instead she attacks my face like we're like I went like where I'm like oh, do, 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 do. and then she attacks me and then I make like a very like ugly shocked like double chins mm-hmm. like face but it's not that embarrassing but like I'm trying but it's the American military that's going to see it. I don't want them to see me being Danny from The Shining. They would definitely judge you. I don't want Nate to see me being like, I want Takis. Nanny, Nanny, Nanny. Get us some Takis. Amazing. Oh, Rachel, tell us what we're doing next. All right, all right, all right, all right. Are you ready? I can't oh tell you God. how excited oh I am. Oh, my God. When they invited me on, my first choice was Creep. And I was riveting the day we would do Creep 2. Riveting <laughs> the day? Like you were drilling it? She was drilling it. I saw her. That's <laughs> the embarrassing video. <laughs> shaking my shoulders uncontrollably and my like name tag <laughs> like so <laughs> hard i heard it clicking if your boobs it's are from clicking my name and clacking tag and something's my horribly wrong job i just came from it's not the sound of boobs because essential make. workers but yeah we're doing All right. great too it's on netflix <laughs> and it's fucking as brilliant as the first one this is even the first one better was bomb for a different reason. What? 
Well. Okay. Let's we'll talk be about the judge it. of that. Mm-hmm. Because that's the entire point of the podcast. <laughs> All right, gang. We've kept you long enough. This episode is as long as Bye. the movie. We love you. Bye. <laughs> Bye.